Welcome to WLNM, the web novel and manga review hosted by Zeke Changuris. Welcome to WLNM, the web, light novel, and manga review podcast. We are dedicated to bringing our listeners the very special artists, writers, and industry pros that are part of this explosion of creativity, giving us stories to entertain and inspire us. We'd like to welcome back Jerry Hines, the author of the original light novel series, The Integrity of the Super Club, Volumes 1 and 2, and Amino Domini, Parts 1 and 2. Uh, welcome back, Jerry. Uh, it's going to be fun catching up with you. Yeah, it's good to be back. So, all right. Uh, it's been several months since we've talked and you've got some new stuff out there. Uh, what What have you been up to? Uh, well, just doing a lot of writing. Um, not a whole lot else you can do during uh, certain worldwide events. But uh, <laughs> so I, I published uh, since their last interview, uh, The Integrity of the Super Club, Volumes 1 and 2 which is my uh, romantic comedy slash uh, lit RPG series. And uh, it's, it's, it's been a blast. So let, refresh us on uh, the quick plot summary for uh, Super Club. So it's pretty much um, about a crazy tyrant who runs like this fictional, like post-apocalyptic society. And uh he fell in love with a video game and he basically makes this daily quota mandate where every citizen has to log at least one hour of this game every day. Otherwise they'll uh, face some kind of ambiguous punishment. And uh, so the main character is like, screw this. I don't want to do this. This is a dumb rule. And when the, uh, when the tyrant basically says there's a way to lift the mandate, like I've installed a, uh, a multiplayer part of the game. And if you can defeat me in the game, I'll lift the mandate. And of course there's a bunch of like hoops and stuff to jump through and it's probably rigged, not a spoiler, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but the main character like instantly is like, I'm going to do it. So he sets out to like, you know, get better at the game and level up and try and find out like how he can access the multiplayer portion of fighting the, uh, the tyrant because there's hoops to jump through <laughs> yes. and uh but uh, along the way he meets a girl who has some kind of like i don't know like powers or abilities and like i'll delve into it later on as the story progresses and uh they end up going out like pretty early on which is kind of weird for a rom-com or like any kind of romance i think yeah usually like, it's about getting them together in the very last 10 minutes of the yeah. rom-com. Yeah. yeah, but but this is about like, you know, they hit it off like pretty quickly and they get together pretty early on. And uh, so it's about like their relationship itself, not trying to get together, but like testing, you know, how well can they hold together while all this crazy, ridiculous stuff is going on. And uh, it's just a really over the top kind of ridiculous series that doesn't take itself too seriously which was really my aim because I was tired of writing just really complicated and uh, like serious stuff. So I took a stab at something fun and crazy. So uh, did you know where you were already going when you started uh, se uh, season two, when you started volume two, did you know where uh, you were going or was it like, all right. Well, it was kind of a, next. well, like the, <laughs> it's kind of funny because there wasn't supposed to be any other, uh, you know sequels to the story like it started out the idea was supposed to be just like a standalone just one book 
just something to kind of take a break from my main series, Anno Domini. And uh, I realized that, uh, okay, this is probably going to be like a two book thing. And then I'm like, maybe it's going to be three books. And then like, <laughs> now it's, it's looking at four books now. But, uh, you know, yeah, I would say for the most part, I had the main idea and like the main outline um, just kind of like loosely plotted out. And uh, so I'm still kind of going along with like the main like checkpoints with it. It's still progressing the way that I wanted it to. But I felt like if I were to try and like shove it into like one or two books, it would feel rushed. It would be too contrived. So I wanted things to like develop naturally and kind of have a lot of room to, you know, make things go their own course. So that way I'm not really forcing the story. I'm letting it grow on its own. So it's kind of like this weird like half and half of like plotting with, uh, with like pantsing or like discovery writing where like the uh, background or like the backbone is there, but everything else is just fleshing itself out. And uh, even though it's taking a lot more time and work, uh, I think it's going to be worth it because it feels more natural. Okay. Well, it, it seems like you, you as, as a writer and you like as the author or as uh, what was, I came up with the other day. Um, we, we are the gods of the universe. We create, um, you seem to like these characters enough that you're like, you know what? I, I, I really want to uh, hang with them some more. Um, what is it about your, your characters in this story that, that make you want to give them more life? Uh, th these are probably <laughs> like my favorite cast of characters out of any of my stories. Um, just because I, I gave them so much room to just be like goofy and ridiculous. Cause like myself, I have a really just goofy kind of ridiculous side. So I kind of put a lot of the, just that whimsical nonsense into all my characters. And, uh, but also just letting them come to life, you know, like throwing them together and being like, what can they do on their own? And like having them develop. I don't know. It's just, it's fun to watch, you know, like kind of the serious side kind of come out of these crazy characters and uh, just a really colorful, eccentric cast, but having them kind of, like kind of be serious and like i say serious and kind of like a loose term but uh i don't know it's just watching them grow and knowing yeah. that they're just all goofy creations at the same time it's, it's kind of fun since it is romantic comedy do you uh do you guard yourself against uh tropiness or are you like let's embrace this uh i, I don't really uh, pursue tropes um, but at the same time I don't really try to avoid them um, it's just whatever happens like come naturally um, and I think uh, if I have to think about it I'm kind of you know less tropey okay and I am tropey I guess um, at least you know that's just me kind of like thinking about it right now but uh, I don't know like I don't really think about that too much and whatever happens just kind of happens Although sometimes I do uh, deliberately try to avoid, you know, like certain, I guess, like tropes or like cliches and things like that, uh, just because I've always had this weird way of looking outside the box and kind of, you know, cutting against the grain sometimes for better or worse, you know, just trying to make stories that haven't really been told or at least not in that style, you know, and Super Club is definitely a really unique kind of style i feel like or at least from what i've been told 
Okay. Well, do you, with, with super club, do you try and, okay, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to phrase this so it makes sense to somebody else other than my brain. Uh, do you try, have you tried to, uh, what, okay, here it is. Now I'm backing my own train up. Um, in, in this kind of rom-com story, uh, what are, what's your favorite kind of scene to write in, in the, in the rom-com? Is it, is it, you know, is it dialogue? Is it like the, some sort of zany event? Is it, what, what is it those occasional sweet and tender moments that remind you that this is a romance too? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of like all of the above, really. Um, uh, I'm not sure which is actually my favorite. Um, what might come easiest? Uh, probably dialogue and just goofy, like, uh, like subcontext details. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like su uh, Super Club is just loaded with all kinds of just small little ridiculous things on like every page, like just building the world. Uh, I'll just throw in like random things about the world because it's like a completely fictional world. And uh, I don't know, just I think dialogue is probably the most fun. Uh, and also just like building like action scenes also, uh, which I haven't really fully gotten into yet. Um, but that's going to be coming up in like volume three is when I get really in depth with that. Okay. Um, and just kind of like fleshing things out that way and thinking about like strategies and you know how can i like really use different aspects of like this game that they have to play and like different aspects of the world and uh i don't know just like world building and i, I guess dialogue and goofy things well, well, well thinking of world building um you're more serious of the two stories that we're talking about uh amino domini um what is a what is the most integral part of this world that you've built in, uh, in this other story? Verano Domini? Yeah. Uh, well, that takes place in modern day Chicago. And I would say just really trying to grasp like a realistic take on the world and like putting it through kind of a, uh, I don't really want to say like a philosophical lens, but just, you know, picking out all of these different, like, uh, like cultural issues and things like that, or, or not even just like issues, just like things that I notice. Um, I don't know, just really a, a big bite of realism in, in that story. Well, which, which is harder to write realism in Amino Domini or the completely farcical in Super Club? Oh, realism for sure <laughs> because uh, with that you know I, I really have to base it off of something and you know this is like taking a lot of things in, in real life and you know obviously like actual real life uh, locations so I kind of have to do my research I kind of have to you know live inside google maps for a little bit and <laughs> try and like see my way around and I actually took a couple of trips to Chicago a few years ago with a camera to do some like uh, location scouting so with, with Super Club, I don't, I don't have to do that. This is all in my head. And uh, I can be as crazy or realistic with that as I want. So I would say it's definitely a little difficult to stick with the realism, at least for me. Okay. So uh, give us a little more of an overview of 
uh, of uh, Domini. Uh, what is, uh, what's our here, what's our, what's our protagonist doing? Um, I guess that's the most gender neutral word I can use, protagonist. Uh, what's uh, our protagonist doing? Uh, so he's a, uh, pretty much just a, a high school student who learns that his uh, vice principal is an angel. And it kind of starts out as like this whole like hero's journey, like you're the chosen one kind of thing, which, you know, probably wasn't the best way for me to start a story because it's been done so much. But I don't know, like I was kind of going for like this shonen facade kind of thing, even though okay. it's like a sentence story. It's supposed to be like really serious, I, I guess. <laughs> but uh, so he basically takes on this this role of being kind of like a savior, but he's given like really ambiguous instructions and like powers that he's basically just supposed to like figure out or at least find somebody who can like help him along because uh of course you know the the angel and all powerful and all knowing just be like oh yeah here you go just figure it out i can't help you <laughs> so for better or for worse i kind of went that route with it but in a sense uh the main character of that story chris is pretty much based off jesus christ Okay. Um, and kind of like how his powers and like kind of how you know like he views people and just how he's just humble and kind of like carries himself and uh, it, it's going to get a little more in depth with you know like how he starts making waves and people start reacting to him because of course he's going to get a lot of pushback both from like the realistic aspect of things and from like the uh, like the fantasy side of that story and uh, he's just going to basically try and figure out like how to be the glue to hold society together or just, or just like help people out you know help them with themselves help them you know with, with like each other and help them against like the greater darkness that's slowly bubbling underneath the surface of everything and trying to like test himself with that too and try and find whatever guidance he can because he's still learning i mean he's a, a a high schooler and i'm sure that you know that high schoolers Yes. don't really know exactly they, how to they handle don't, a lot of things they don't know nearly <laughs> as much as they think they do exactly so so he's, he's kind of stuck in, in in that sense and i guess that's also like a big um big theme of that story is most of the uh protagonists in that story you know like they're all teenagers and even like in, in super club like they're, they're all like high schoolers so i kind of have to throw in like this level of uh, just like ignorance and like learning and not really knowing what's going on which you know might frustrate some readers because they're like why is the character being so stupid or blah 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 when it's like well they're teenagers like well, well, they're well, how, how do you how do you put yourself in the uh how do you put yourself in the the shoes of a teenager at you know how how do you, is it reflection or is it it's a little bit of reflection it's also just you know like guesswork uh because uh, uh i i don't really deal with the uh kids these days um, i kind of feel so old saying that <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh you know i just kind of like think back about you know how i was and how i just had like this kind of like arrogance and like like uh i was like naive and like thought i knew everything or could do everything and just constantly just like oh i failed at that i failed at this like okay I, th I thought i was so sure of myself but now i'm like eh, not really so sure 
which is, you know, I, I still go through things like that because, you know, it's always just one big learning process throughout your whole life. Yes. It and is. Uh, just trying to like imagine that and just, I don't know, not so sure if I'm doing it a hundred percent right, but just, I don't just trying. Any, I don't think any of us are ever a hundred percent sure. Um, I mean, my, my wife says I have a complex. Uh, so about, I never feel like I'm measuring up. And because I, I was the, I was the kid in high school, I was most likely to succeed. I was voted most done most for the school. I was the student council president. I was in charge of like three separate clubs, you know? And so she, she's like, you seem to have a complex that you never feel like you're measuring up. And so you're always trying to do another thing to level up basically. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I guess I can identify with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I understand the idea that you're always wanting to try and do more. And you, you the moment you think you've got it, you're like, oh, no, I don't. I yeah. Don't <laughs> Exactly. So like, I, I definitely like amp up that kind of idea in Anno Domini and starting with like Super Club, once they figure out that they got kind of deep into something that they probably shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, well, then I mean, and your your chosen outlet as a writer uh, definitely opens you up to that self hating criticism that <laughs> almost every writer has. It's there, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm my own harshest critic. Yes, I find that I think most of us are. Any writer who writes and it's like, oh, this is this is the greatest thing I've ever written. You never want to read that piece ever. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> so um, what is it uh, in, what is it that attracts you to, I mean, these are two very different genres. And for many people, it's difficult just to write one genre. How is it that you're like, are you partitioning your brain so you can work on the problems to do different, different, different stories at the same time? Or is it more like, okay, this week I'll work on this, this week I'll work on that? Uh, I guess you could say I'm just a really uh, talented overthinker. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, for like, a uh, long time, I, I guess, like pretty much my whole life, you know, I've kind of, you know, been open to like, you know, being like multi-genre, um, like even before I, I knew that term, uh, that's just kind of how I was just always like open-minded and like looking at all the different kinds of writing styles, kinds of stories you can write. And like now it's like an actual goal of mine to be, you know, multi-genre. And that means just very different writing styles, like not just even like stories to tell but just like prose and narrative and different like literary devices and uh i don't know i just have a head full of craziness and uh i just try and let it out and it finds its way on the pages and other creative outlets <laughs> okay so in i mean domini seems to be a, a definitely a more serious work is there a, are you trying to promote an underlying theme in one of them in it or is it is it more to be taken as at face value of the words that you're reading and the story that you're reading or are you is there a, a larger uh, subtext 
involved in it? Because it sounds like a, a story where you're trying to tell people that, you know, uh, even if you're the chosen one and you're there to spread hope, it's uh, not that uh, it's not that easy a job. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's uh, I don't know, like I, I, I never really thought of it quite like that. It's just uh, first and foremost, I just want it to be an entertaining story. Um, I just wanted to have like good action sequences eventually, which I'm slowly building my way up to that because the characters still, at least by the end of volume two, they're not like formally trained in any kind of like combat or anything. Like they're still kind of learning their powers. Um, so like first and foremost, you know, just ha have like an entertaining story. Um, not really trying to, you know, like, set up it like like a moral to the story or anything just have all these different like uh viewpoints on different things uh because it's a uh an ensemble cast like lots of characters all very different all have their own spin on things and i, I guess i just really want to capture like the idea that we can't just get along like it's as sad as it is and especially you know just seeing it uh all over tv and stuff now like in the news and everything uh, it's scary times for sure but uh just th this fact that uh, i've always noticed how just some people just can't get along and like even like growing up having like my big group of friends and stuff and how i always you know thrive to like you know try and bring everybody together and like hang out together and there's always like one or two people that just even though they're my friends they don't get along with each other and they just have like these different points of view and all kinds of stuff or just like bad timing or whatever. And that's one of like the biggest underlying themes uh, of Anno Domini is just like philosophical warfare and just trying to filter that into this uh, kind of like an anime action thing. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just hoping that it's going to turn out okay in the end, but that, that's really just one of my themes. <laughs> so. Hey, sometimes, uh, you, sometimes, uh, groping around in the dark, you, you can come up with a diamond and sometimes it's a piece of coal. So yeah, I'm groping for hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so how, how is it, is it a challenge, uh, you spoke about having lots of different characters in there. Uh, is it a challenge to uh, lack of a better term, keep them straight, like making sure that when you're writing them, they stay distinct. I actually think I, I kind of have a talent for that. Uh, Cause people have said that, you know, even though there's a lot of characters in that one, um, it, it's kind of easy to like, see how all these characters kind of stick to their own lane. Um, I guess like the big challenge is, you know, not introducing too many at once to confuse the reader, which uh, I might be guilty of uh, for both of my series, actually. And like the first books, there's just a, a lot of pronouns happening. But uh, it's, I don't know, like fairly simple for me to kind of like keep them all organized and keep them consistent with who they are and what they do. Okay. What, what kind of and I've been talking recently with one of my students. Uh, I found out that she's been writing a story and having a web, a, a web novel. And as she's been doing it actually since middle school and uh, she's got quite a few readers at this point and she's enjoying 
she enjoys writing this story. And so what advice uh, do you give to, would you give to younger writers? If you can say, you know, this is, this is a, a give a, a piece of sage advice for uh, younger writers who still may be in school as they're trying oh. to write their, their first stuff. I would say first and foremost, write the kind of story that you would want to read and uh, just try and have fun with it. Um, like try not to take yourself way too seriously. Like it is an art form after all, which any kind of art isn't an expression of yourself. It's, it's kind of like an extension of your voice. So just, you know, try and like think about like who you are and like what kind of a, uh, what voice you want to extend and just have fun with it. Like, and don't care too much if it's not good at first. Like you all have to start somewhere. I had to start somewhere. All of the great writers and artists had to start somewhere. So just, just have fun with it and do what you want to do. And like be open to feedback though. Um, be prepared for people to just totally shoot you down or try to belittle you and just take the information that you can glean from it and uh, just have fun and just do what you want to do with it. Yeah. Cause uh, I know she was that that's good advice. Cause I, I know she was worried about, she's like, I might have to go on to this, this different direction. And she's like, since the beginning, it's been going towards this, you know, towards these two characters being together, but it just doesn't seem like it's going to work. And so, you know, I, she was nervous about like altering course at this point. And I'm like, sometimes that's what you need to do. There's a natural flow and you, even though you may have thought of it one way, it may not always work out the way you anticipate like life. It doesn't always work out the way you plan. Yep. That's true. Just flow with it. Yeah. Uh, especially since most of us are writing because we want to write and we write because we enjoy doing it. Um, and that's, that's, I think one of the big keys to all of this. So uh, in the uh, not, or not uh, pounding out the uh, keys kind of way, uh, have you had a chance to read anything new recently? Um, I've been reading some things. I, I actually just finished uh, a Dean Koontz book, uh, my first one that, that I've ever read by him. Uh, so, so that one was kind of nice. It was uh, Night Chills. Like, okay. I think it was like one of his earlier ones, like from the 70s. It, it was good. Um, not like mind blowing in, in any way. I think because, you know, it might be kind of like, outdated or like i'm just so used to like this like that kind of writing style like it's kind of okay. like cliched now so yeah. there's that um reading uh parable of the renegades by okay. geo ku and i yeah and uh conquest harem by digital god <laughs> like like both of those books I, I i beta read for and just like seeing them grow and like now they're in like their actual like final forms it's like uh <laughs> I watched them grow up. <laughs> they grew up so fast. Yeah, that's, that's, great. that's a great way to put it. Um, and like, uh, admittedly, I've been reading at like a snail's pace. Uh, just, I don't know, just not really doing a lot with like books these days. I'm, I'm kind of in, in like a lull. It's kind of like taking a break from like both reading and writing because uh, I was just going at it for so intensely for so long. And uh so yeah, just kind of reading some things here and there. If if you want a book that you can like read in short chunks, and, and an absolutely fascinating book is the King, the complete works of Lafcado 
Herndon. Um, he is a, a 18th century gentleman who uh, was born in Greece, uh, became a writer for newspapers, wrote, uh, worked in England, then the United States, worked his way across country, and then ended up in Japan. And while in Japan, he starts recording uh, what daily life is like. He starts recording what uh, their, their stories that haven't been written down before. Uh, this man eventually, and this is, you know, this is uh, Meiji era Japan. He is granted citizenship. Oh, wow. By the emperor who is like, you've done so much for us as a people. We are granting you citizenship. And it's, it's amazing. Uh, I just his, he write just his passages he's written on uh, the writing style are beautiful. It's a man who's really taken to like drinking in everything around him. And uh, you can read like little just chunks you know you, you it two or three pages and you're like wow that was nice it's like sipping a, a, a glass of wine you're like wow this was good now yeah it's an older writing style so he may go on for like it looks like a paragraph but it's actually a sentence with lots of <laughs> yeah. lots of commas but it's fascinating <laughs> yeah Lefkato herndon um it's just spectacular uh book uh if you are interested in japan and if you are interested in uh like what a glimpse of what actual life was like he does a spectacular job at describing it all and i'm yeah yeah i keep preaching this book to a lot of people who are that sounds awesome yeah uh send me the link for yeah i will i will definitely i'll Um, check it out all right uh before we uh wrap up today um Anything else you'd like to throw out at us? Uh, anything we can be looking forward to in the coming months? Yeah, well, right now, uh, my next book that's going to be out is actually not an OELN. Uh, okay. it's, a, it's, it's a collaboration novel that I'm doing with a friend. Um, it's pretty much done. I just have to edit it. But like I said, I'm just kind of taking a break from that. <laughs> and hey. kind of at this point where like I open it up on my computer and I look at it and I'm like, yeah, not today. <laughs> Hey, when, so it's when, soon. when that's done, let me know. I'll, I'll book you both. And, uh, we can talk about writing partnerships because that in itself is a whole special ball of wax because it's writing with somebody is there's a lot of give and take and you got to have some sort of chemistry to make it work. It's, it's so fun. Well, like she's my friend that I've known for a long time. And this is actually a project that we started like seven or eight years ago. And uh, finally, you know, because of just like life and like having to work and just different schedules, we were finally able to be like, okay, now we can do this. So we just cranked it out and it's pretty much done now. I just got to finish it. So that's going to be my next thing. And uh, I have another book, actually, and I'm going to spill the beans right here, right now. All right. I have a secret book that I'm writing and it is an OELN and I have all the artwork for it now. That sounds great. I just have to finish writing it. So okay. stay tuned for that one. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, again, thank you uh, for uh, coming on and talking with me again today. And uh, I look forward to uh, hearing more about your two upcoming projects as always. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to support you guys as, as writers um, 
and want to get your work uh, out there and notice and let you tell your own story. So until next time, if you like what you heard here, please click the subscribe button and we'll continue to bring plenty of guests to you and uh, help support the this now year old channel, WLNM. And uh, we hope to highlight the best that independent creators have to offer. Until next time, keep reading. This has been a WLNM podcast.